Uh, Jenny, uh, I got to meet her at the start of Zoom and I've been chasing her coattails. Come on, when, when are you going to speak for us? When are you going to speak for us? And finally, she gave in the other day. Uh, like I said, everyone is welcome. Uh, come late, leave early. We're just glad you're here. And Jenny, if you have to go at any time as well, that's cool. But yeah, the meeting is yours, my dear. Jenny, from Rhode Island. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for your patience. And I love all the work that this group has done on behalf of AA, even though I don't come to the meetings generally. I love your, I, I do come to the, to the uh, Alcathons at, in the holiday. <laughs> my, one of my favorite words, Alcathon. Uh, okay. I'm Jenny. I'm an alcoholic. I introduced that myself that way because it's insurance against shame. So I can proudly say it in this group and it makes me be a part of this group. I got this idea from Beth H about shame-based over this last over this past weekend actually about being based in shame and i you know your whole personality coming out of shame and i totally relate so i'm plugging her book we're not all egomaniacs anyway i'm jenny i'm an alcoholic that's how i introduce myself uh i'm and i wrote down my qualification because I so often just go way off track and meander. I have no idea what I'm trying to say. Uh, I never managed to make my point. So here we go. I'm 62. I've been mostly sober for 20 years. Um, but I'm only coming up on three years of continuous sobriety. I'm what you would call a relapser, short term and long term. I started drinking on the first day of college. That was in 1979. I'm, I was so relieved to find alcohol because I was addicted to pot. And I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. I was addicted to pot for four or five years. Um, in retrospect, it was, I was pretty entrepreneurial. I stole $20 from my mother in eighth grade, used it to buy enough pot so that I could just smoke pot for free. And that's what I did in high school. Because... It had to be secret. Uh, you, you know, this was back, you, pot was not legal at that time and certainly not for minors, I guess, at any time. Um, but what I was doing was sneaking in my, sneaking around in my own house, being, escaping, escaping in my mind from actually being there. I was doing this back in high school and then it repeated itself in my fifties when I was sneaking around the house that I lived in with my husband, hiding the fact from him that I wasn't 
really there or unsuccessfully hiding, I should probably say. Um, so anyway, back in 1979, I drank for 25 years. I knew it was a huge problem from day one, but I couldn't stop it. It was a huge monkey on my back that I just couldn't get off my back, even though I tried and tried and tried. And eventually I ended up in the hospital with pancreatitis. I called a friend and said, the doctor said I could never drink again. I was so frightened. And the friend said, you know, this is probably the best thing that is ever going to happen to you. And she was right. Uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I saw I was in the hospital for 10 days and that was the longest period since I was, you know, 14 or 15 that I had been sober. And so I saw that I could do it. Um, even though I was confined to a hospital bed, I saw that <laughs> 10 days, I could make it for 10 days without a drink. And that really gave me confidence. Um, and then I had also a lot of fear because all the doctors said, you're, you're going to die. You're going to die. So now we're in the early 2000s. Um, and I stayed sober because I was afraid of embarrassing my parents by dying of alcoholism. I wasn't actually afraid of dying, in fact, of alcoholism. In fact, that seemed like, well, that way I could drink. Um, but I just didn't want to cause shame to my to my parents and to my husband, I guess, and to the rest of my family. This kept me sober for five years. I didn't know anything about AA. I didn't know anything about alcoholism, really. And I had no defenses against the first drink. I didn't even know that it's the first drink that gets you drunk. So eventually... But so I was fighting and fighting and fighting to stay sober, right? It was a struggle. Um, and eventually I succumbed to peer pressure at work and I took a drink. I drank some champagne at an event. And the, the worst thing that could happen happened, which was nothing, right? Uh, there were no consequences. It was okay. I went to bed and the next morning I got up and I went back to my life and that planted the obsession. Oh, I know I can drink now. Drinking even a little bit isn't going to kill me. So that drink, I obsessed about that drink for six or more months. I'm not sure exactly how much, but at least six months. I didn't drink, but it was all I was thinking about. 
Um, and that is really the illustration of the first drink gets you drunk, right? It doesn't matter how much later it is. <laughs> For me, the first drink gets you drunk. Um, so then I took another drink six months later. And, you know, then another three months after that. And it took a, it took a few years before I brought wine back into the home. And another few years after that, before I was right back where I was, uh, which is 24 seven, completely obsessed, completely just a mess. So I guess you could say I controlled my drinking for 10 years by myself and it sucked. It just sucked. Um, and I had some other addictions like Percocet, Clonopin, smoking that sort of came and went during that period. But alcohol was always my, was always my thing. Um, yeah, so the, so now we're in 2016 and I'm drunk 24-7 and I was basically helpless, right? And finally, my husband, who was my drinking partner from day one, said, you can't even take care of a dog. I'm leaving you. Goodbye. And that was another... That was another bottom, I guess. I went, I, so I said, okay, I'll go to AA, which was really just a gesture of good faith. Um, and of course, it's the last stop. So I went to AA in 2016, and I learned a lot there. I went to my local AA in Marshfield, Massachusetts, which is a very... Um, Catholic community. Um, but what I learned was go to meetings, ask for help, don't drink. And I just repeated those things. Um, I don't think I learned, even if your ass falls off, don't drink. I don't think I learned that until <laughs> later, but I love that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, so that was what I learned and that started to give me the foundation of being able to be, to live, to not pick up that first drink. Um, I also found a great yoga teacher and I had, I would go to yoga and stretch and I would cry because I was so out of touch with what was going on, like beneath my chin that just the feeling of physical connection to myself was so moving um, that I would cry. Yeah. So, so then, and so in 20, 
20. So meanwhile, though, so I'm staying sober, but I'm relapsing every three months. And I knew that there were secular AA meetings. I would go to them as when I traveled, which was a lot. And I would go home, though, and say that I had relapsed and they would be like, well, that's because you don't believe, you know. Um, but now I think that's not why I was relapsing. So in 2020 comes the pandemic and I want to call myself a Zoom baby, even though I had all that practice with sobriety before. Once we went online with Zoom and secular AA, and there was so much of it available to me, I got better. I started really getting better. I really felt part of the community. I learned so many tools. Um, and there's also secular Al-Anon. I go to Al-Anon meetings. Now, how shall I put this? So yeah, so the Al-Anon meetings, there's a lot of focus on self-care and things that you can control. And I happen to be living with a with a um with an active alcoholic, my husband, who I love very much. I'm married 33 years now. Um, but it was but it but it's just not working with my sobriety. And I think that's why I, I was relapsing. So in 2020, I got this like immersive experience that many of us had um, that really worked for me. And then, and I got, you know, I like found my footing. And in November of 2021, so this is going to be two years ago, I actually left my home and my and my husband separated say um and moved i moved to to a condo and i had been in this house for 25 years or something like that um it, you know it's a, it was really a big thing and then right after i signed the papers uh, my job calls me up and goes you know what you're going to be redundant. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I need the money. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is the worst. But um, once again, it was the best thing that could have happened to me because I could not give myself permission to leave that job, which at that point had become abusive. You know, I had been there for an abusive relationship. I had been there for 20 years and I was miserable. So, so two years ago, I left my home, my marriage and my job and I didn't drink. I went to a lot of meetings. Um, I, I soothed myself with cookies. 
and I made new friends. Um, and then in July of 2022, so, so that's like nine months later, I had eaten so many cookies. I was, I became diabetic. So I had to give up the fucking sugar too. And again, this is one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, and I really think that sugar has to do with why I drank to begin with. Um, I think the first, the first bite of sugar for me, I can't stop after once I start eating that cake, I, you know, I got to eat the whole cake. Same thing with ice cream. Um, so I'm really off it and I I reversed the diet. I reversed the diabetes and now I'm normal. Um, so these things have, and I'm still sober and in December, well, at Thanksgiving. So sometime at the end, sometime at the end of November, beginning of December, I'll be sober for three years continuously, which will then be the first time. Um, in, you know, since the early 2000s. So my life is great today. I'm talking with you instead of being in a work meeting, acting like I agree with the boss and seething underneath. Uh, after this, I'm going to visit my doctor on this little collaboration that we've got going instead of, instead of hiding from my doctor, because I had so many bruises on me from falling down the stairs and I didn't want to be seen and canceling appointments over and over. Um, I'm connecting with some friends later on. And I'm going to make it through the day without a drink. No question. I'm going to cook delicata squash, which is in season. That's a good life. I'm not doing anything. You know, I, I do have drama, but I'm keeping it at bay. So... These are, so I wrote, so these are the techniques that I've learned. Writing down affirmations on post-its. Like this one it says, good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I put it on the mirror because I have low self-esteem and I need to fight that. Um, Thinking of what's the best thing that could happen, not what's the worst thing that could happen. Um, being aware of pre-suffering. For instance, I had to have a fight with the health insurance people and I knew about it 10 days ahead of time, but I knew I wouldn't be able to deal with it. So I was actually able to put it on a 
shelf. This is called the God box by some people. But the secular version of that is write down all the shit that you're afraid of, put it in an envelope or as it comes up, and then go back and look at that envelope two months later and notice none of it ever happened or most of it didn't happen. Um, so anyway, the pre-suffering. So I said, okay, I'm going to deal with this in 10 days and I'm not going to think about it until then. I'm not going to dwell and obsess and plan and worry. And more or less, I was able to accomplish that. And then another thing is stopping to pause and enjoy after there's an achievement. So I dealt with the healthcare people in an hour and a half instead of the four hours that I had scheduled. And instead of rushing on to the next thing, I just sat for a half hour and went, wow, that's over. Okay, good. What does it feel like in my body to have that relief? Let's like notice that relief. Um, instead of just bringing on more stress, what's the next, what's, what's the next chore? Now I have time for more chores. I tried to stop thinking that way. Um, I'm keeping my distance from painful people. I feel that I can't cut my mother out of my life, but I can make strong boundaries. And, um, you know, she hates that same thing with the same thing with the husband. Um, I'd like to be able to protect myself in ways that don't hurt the feelings of the ones I love. So I'm working on that. That's what I'm trying to do now. Um, and I guess in the, and I guess what I'm, the things that I hope for, for my future and that I'm working on now are dissatisfaction, right? Dissatisfaction is the hallmark of my existence. Never good enough. If this is what I tell myself, you know, well, it could be better if blah, blah, blah. Or this would be just great if only. That's bullshit. So I'm trying to nurture contentment, which is the opposite of dissatisfaction. Um, I'm working on self-esteem. It's really the core. It's, it's a core problem for me. Um, codependence and boundaries, I guess they sort of go together. And that... Um, is pretty much the end of my of my qualification but i do i will put in the chat in a moment um a 15 week workshop that is coming up starts tuesday which is which is nominally an aa workshop but it's really got an alanon bent to it um and basically it's targeting 
behaviors that you never want to do again. So, so mine is like, I want to stop obsessing about my loved ones drinking. I never want to do that again. Or I want to stop engaging in pointless arguments, which you do with drunks or with, or with your crazy mother, if you're me. Um, or I, when I, once I wrote that down, I realized these pointless arguments are happening in my own head. <laughs> so I want to, I want to stop that. So that's what I'm going to work on in this, in this workshop, um, which is being led by an, an Al-Anon, a, it's a totally secular and it's an Al-Anon um well she's a double winner which i am too uh to use an old to use an archaic phrase i guess okay so thank you for listening um i never share in the morning it feels a little bit more energetic and thanks for asking me